This podcast contains material that may not be suitable for children or those of lesser constitutions. Listener discretion is advised. And now, go f*** yourself. Episode of the Innocuous Bastards podcast, a show you did not ask for yet. Here we are. It's actually, and right now is actually a very special time for us because it's our 200th episode. Uh, so it's uh, it's going to be a fun time. We're going to have uh, uh, some very special guests join us in a little bit. But for now, MacDoodle, that's what you, the name that you've got on your Zoom profile right now, if you Zoom picture. How are you doing? Pretty goddamn good. Uh, I don't like to get too much into the personal stuff, uh, but um, things are we're looking dark for a while at, pro- at a professional level, but they're looking pretty goddamn good. Uh, again, you know, it took about a day for that to happen, so it's very thankful. I'm appreciative of my white privilege, uh, able to bounce back as quickly as I could. Uh, but uh, no, things are great. We've had some um, some fun family vac- uh, vacays, some early spring stuff. And uh, I really can't complain, and that's shocking. That Somebody. is shocking. AG, how are things in your neck of the woods? Uh, good. I got my first vaccination shot yesterday. Nice. No side effects. I mean, arm nice. may be a tiny bit sore where the injection site is, but as far as any sort of side effects, nothing. I mean, uh, are, are, nothing. are you? Are, are, are you team Moderna or Pfizer? I'm Pfizer. Uh, I don't know. What did, what you're getting? Which one are you getting? Or did you get? I got I got my first shot of Pfizer. We're all Pfizer. Okay, Pfizer boys. Well, we're, we're, we close the Pfizer loop. I don't know if I had any choice anyway. I mean, it was what they were serving, what they were serving, what they were using at the vaccination site. No, that's, and it, I don't think it matters particularly. It's, you know, I would say it, my preference probably would have been Pfizer for whatever reason. Um, I don't think I want the Johnson and Johnson one, not because of the potential for blood clots or whatever, just, it wasn't as effective. You know, you're basically just flipping a coin with that one. So I was happy with the Pfizer also for the fact that the, the Pfizer one's has rolled out the long, well, it's right up there, if not the longest um, running of the vaccination programs. It's, I think it was either first or second. So it's had enough time to work its way through the populace. And, uh, you know, I, I haven't heard anything negative. So I'm, I was happy to get it. Um, so yeah, on the way, I'm on the way to, to feeling like we can go places and we can get back together and maybe that happens. Uh, were we thinking June? Maybe we're thinking June. Yeah. 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 I was really, so hoping, I was really hoping that, that, you know, we'd all get the vaccinations and feel good about being able to record in person in time for this particular episode, but yeah. that's neither here nor there. Uh, I, question for you, actually, for both of you, did you have the injection on your, non-dominant arm or did that matter left arm is what it worked out so 
I was actually asked, or they said, oh, you want this in your left arm because I was in my car. Oh, was, got it. It was a drive-through vaccination. Got it. And so that made more sense. But they also were trying to make sure my arm was really relaxed as I'm sort of hanging it on the door. And they <laughs> said they don't want to inject it into a tensed muscle, which I thought was, that's a kind of a strange um, hmm. requirement. But uh, it makes sense because it would hurt for you a lot more than it would. I mean, they don't care. They're not feeling it. But if your muscles are tense, sticking a needle into the arm is going to hurt a lot more for you. Yeah, probably make they, the, I, it could be a pain yeah. thing. I just want there was an efficacy issue as well. I don't know. She was really good with the shot. Like it was, I barely felt anything. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, and my, like most of the day, I didn't even have any soreness in my arm when I went to bed. I did have a little bit, but it's it's not it's nothing essentially. It's just you notice that there's something there, but it's not keeping you awake or anything like that. So I'm I'm pretty happy with how that all went. I signed up for the appointment the day before, and so there was no really confusion about what to do. It was fairly well marked where I went. Uh, they did it at a, a fairgrounds. So everything was very spaced and pretty efficient. I got to say, we were probably in and out of there in no more than 15 minutes. It might've been less. And, and some of that was the wait time after the shot. So to make sure you're okay. So right. as far as that, that would be, I would recommend obviously everybody get the vaccine, but do it soon. And, um, I, then just do it without any worries that there's any real problems with the vaccine. This, the coronavirus, the new one that we're all dealing with, it's not the first coronavirus. So there, the vaccine isn't based on nothing. It's based on previous, you know, vaccines and it's adapted to work on this one. And the, you know, the reason why it took a year is because they have to make sure that this stuff doesn't, cause problems but they probably knew pretty straight away that this is you know going to be fine so that's really what took so long to get the vaccine is the testing time so just be comfortable get it done it's not a big deal and it, it helps you it helps everybody so anybody that's out there that is being persuaded by family members uh, media whatever to not do it or whatever just just you know if this was a rubella or or polio vaccine you'd be right on it and so do the same thing for this it just helps you it helps everybody absolutely absolutely agree with that and uh yeah when we record again we have to make sure we bring back uh, the essentials you know so which one of which of course is the the pop at the start of every uh, episode you know because that has to happen live we tried we tried we tried uh, doing a virtual version of it it just wasn't working working well i mean the earlier earlier parts of of um, the pandemic when we were recording via zoom it was a little awkward i mean we got it down to a little bit of a science now but but i definitely look forward to being able to record in person again at the ib studios uh so that uh yeah we could have a freer banter and uh but more importantly like i said the uh the alcohol consumption while we record craft services, all of that stuff needs to be put back. 
I think a good a good healthy toast is what people uh, kind of miss nowadays. And uh, you know, it's we're a social species. We got to be around. Not everybody, but a lot of people need to have some uh, human interaction from time to time. And um, there's the rituals I think that have suffered the most through the last years. The the little things that people don't think about at all are just second nature. And so uh, it's it's my hope. Uh, to ditto what AG was saying, that people listen to the the experts and know that you know this is all doing our part, so we can get back to that. And we do it. We're going to be a lot a lot better off. Now, it's going to be something we're going to have to do probably along the lines of the flu shot. Uh, I've been reading about that even with Pfizer. Um, that's not such a bad thing. It's just once a year, and we do that, and it's just doing our duty. And you know, eventually, this will go the way of, of the flu. If you can only imagine what it would have been like to, to be around when the Spanish, well, it wasn't even it's Spanish, but that was the whole thing. It's ridiculous. It's another episode. But that particular time period and imagining being uh, a pent up in a shithole brick apartment or wherever you are, and you don't got any internet and you ain't got anywhere to get to take to, to, to take the kids. There ain't no Prime. There's no Amazon Prime. Uh, we're pretty fucking lucky when you, when you, uh, you Think about it, I think. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, well again, and, this is. Yeah, and, and not just that stuff, but like being able to order groceries and have somebody deliver it to you for people that are, you know, immunocompromised, etc. There is like for to have a pandemic now is the best time. It's the better time than ever to have one, as weird as that is to say. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, let's uh, try to move on here, guys. Uh, but it, the, <laughs> the vaccination is definitely important. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to being able to re record again in person. Like I said, our first episode that we uh, that we ever did as the uh, innocuous bastards was in uh, 2014. I was trying to find what the actual date of, of post well, when that when this actually posted, which which date. But it was in 2014. And you want to hear a sum uh, a summary? Yep. So Obamacare, pet peeves, bullshit PDX, and phone a friend. In this episode, we phoned Kim. So Kim was our uh, <laughs> fantastic. Kim was our, Kim was our first guest, but she was, you know, she was she was phone by phone only. I think um, we did have her as a as a, a live guest. Um, so we'll we'll have to talk to her about that a little bit later. When she joins, I do us. remember that now. That's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. So that was actually in 2014, and you know, and for those of you who who stuck around and uh, you know been with us uh, throughout this whole journey, you do know that we took a little bit of a break uh, back in 2015. But since then, like I said, this is our 200th episode, so it's actually pretty uh pretty momentous. Uh, quite a few things that we remembered uh, that you know all of them were were very enjoyable. Some. I'd have to say, you know, when, when Mac goes on a rant, that was, those were not as enjoyable, but, uh, but we had some very memorable, uh, memorable episodes from the, from the, you know, first to 199, any of them stick out to you, AG? Um, I, well, obviously in my mind, the number one is shut the fuck up. I, <laughs> I don't mean you, uh, you know what I'm talking about, but uh, that one was memorable because, it was a moment of uh, anger and frustration, but also kind of funny 
it wasn't totally serious, but I think he spoke Mac at that moment spoke what we were all thinking, what we all wanted to say, because Mac is the walking, talking id of <laughs> masters. And so it, it, it worked though. I think there was uh, the shot was fucked up after that. So, and yep. we it got it done. We got it done. Yeah. yeah I, I'm, I'm good with accepting that mantle. I think, uh, and again, it was deserved. I think if the guy, uh, I can't remember his name now, what is, what's, he's a, I think he has a uh, Spanish name. He's from Spain, I believe, if I'm not, or something like that. Anyway, uh, I think if you listen to it and we have a, a redo of it, we like had a, like a, a one-on-one uh, sort of breakdown of the episode. I think he was sober. I think he recognized that he deserved that smackdown, uh, even though it was very high-pitched on my end. Uh, I think it was deserved. And then another episode that I liked, again, going back to our, our, our listener, Edgar, our only listener, and, and, uh, and Jojo, uh, Joe McApoo, uh, icon of the Portland area uh, movie scene, certainly uh, was a good episode for me because I love listening to them. They had a, they're, they're both the best of friends. And to hear Edgar just cracking up in the background uh, while Joe was talking, Talking to me, even now, just gives me a little bit of a, a warm feeling, and I really enjoyed it. It was a, a good episode. Um, I think one of our future guests here today, um, Bart Bartek, uh, he uh, made a pretty good episode for us. A lot of good talk about the old country and uh, a bit of a in, in, in insight into the cold and into you know, the Cold War. Then, of course, I always enjoyed our. Um, you know, again, we're giving away a lot, but not really. Uh, to me, our uh, NCIB, our uh, Celebrity Deathmatch episodes uh, were always a favorite of mine. But uh, there's so many. I mean, two fucking hundred. Well, 199. Now 200 is a hell of a lot to go on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I do want to go back to, to that shut the fuck up thing first because, <laughs> um, yeah, because it was just, it was obviously, again, our, our, one of our trademarks is that we're, you know, often quite inebriated already before we even start recording. And so, but for that particular <laughs> guest, it was a combination of, of things. He was, he had a lot of things already in his system. So, uh, and well, it just, what was that? And, and his, so here, I, the genesis of that was he was on the first episode we were recording, but we were recording about getting fucked up. So... <laughs> In some, I don't think that was entirely it was, his fault. And I certainly don't have any, I don't have any bad feelings towards him at all. No, uh, it was just we he we was said spilling, up. he was spilling onto the second episode, uh, on whoever I forget who we were having at that time. So it was more of, and I think he was on the floor when you said shut the fuck up at that point. So it was. I think he was, yeah. We we played a contributing part to that to that whole thing, so that just kind of coalesced and shut the fuck up was just the moment. <laughs> Tharsis was born. Absolutely, I'm gonna definitely have to. I know I keep saying it, but I will I will create a sting uh, f- with for that because it, it's a it's a valuable sting. It should be a drop. It really ought to be a drop, and and, and maybe that's one of the things that we'll do in the next four hundred uh, two hundred episodes is we'll. We'll find some drops every now and then. There's some things that we say and do that we'll have to mark that time 
and then we'll have to get back to it later. Wait, so is, it's not a sting, it's a drop? It's a drop, yeah, it's a radio term. Thought it was a sting. It's all good. Okay, it doesn't matter. It's semantics, <laughs> but it's semantics. Uh, <laughs> yes, semantics. But it was fun. And um, I don't know if he's ever listening again, but thanks. <laughs> I, I'd be willing to take him on again. Yeah, well, it was just, you know, it's something that we, a moment of preciousness that no is <laughs> able to be recreated anytime soon. <laughs> well, this episode that you're listening to right now, Edgar, is going to have a couple of fun things. We're going to be, like I said, we've got some special guests who, for some reason, agreed to be on the show. So uh, looking forward to, to talking to uh, Ms. Kim, who's been on the show quite a, uh, quite a few times. Um, Sarah, Sarah C. Um, would be on the show as well. She was one of our first few guests. And then, if, as uh, Mac already alluded uh, to it, to uh, Bartek will also be uh, among our special guests for this particular episode. So we'll go through a couple of games with them. Uh, they're going to they're gonna provide us with some valuable insights on uh, an upcoming re, uh, re-release of the, of the NCIB. We'll talk more about that um, in, in future episodes. But, uh, but yeah, so hopefully uh, you, you stick around. St- stick around with us for today. Um, on that note, we'll be right back. Put out um, an over under for any gambling degenerates. Uh, the number of times that uh, my little one will come bother me. Uh, <laughs> there, I, I would say two was probably a pretty good uh, bet right there. Oh, so if there was actually any money to be made on it, but we're betting. Uh, okay. I do have uh, someone watching them out there. Peyton is watching them and I'm paying for it, I'm paying heavily. How much? Are you, so, how much did you pay Peyton to watch? I'm giving her thirty bucks. That's pretty good. I think it's fair. That's pretty steep. I mean, it's still under minimum wage, I think. But yeah. uh, you know, she doesn't have an i or it's not an i nine. What do they call those things? Uh, she didn't have a ten ninety nine. So we're keeping it under the table. Well, I hope she's not a uh, an undocumented worker. Because that could cost you political aspirations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I'd at least get if I didn't run for mayor, uh, say of uh, Portland or Hills or Hillsboro, one of these places. I'm sure I can cause enough ruckus to get at least a hundred votes. I, I feel I feel pretty confident about that. Why would you want to run for mayor uh, of Portland when? It actually is not run by the mayor. It's run by commi- commissioners. Oh, no, I don't. I, I would never win. Uh, I would just, well, I just want to see how many votes I can get. And and I'm sure if I put out a couple statements about the, uh, for instance, uh, when I was talking about the dick pics, I think I would be able to get a few hundred votes just based on, on, on that take alone. <laughs> well, what a, what a subject matter to walk in on, Bart. I'm not sure if you're... If you're with us already. I am. I am here. I've arrived. I uh, had some audio <laughs> troubles. Yes. But, uh, I've managed to get past them. 
Welcome back to the to the show, Bart. Well, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Good to be here. Good to actually, see you should here. Ask, actually, should ask. Uh, should I? Should we call you Bart or Bartek? Which would you prefer for the remainder of this show? You know, honestly, it's uh, it's it's really kind of reverted towards Bartek the last few years for sure. Uh, not a whole lot of people call me Bart anymore, but yeah, uh, yeah, whatever makes you happy. What uh, what was uh, what was behind the decision to go back to Bartek? Well, I think you know it's uh, it's just come down to just people being a little more accepting of foreigners. That's, that's very true. <laughs> very true. I mean, yeah, quite especially honestly, over the last four years. Yeah, I mean, quite honestly, when I moved to the states, I was kind of the only Bartek around, you know. So that was kind of a pain in the ass. And uh, over my uh, short childhood, uh, going by Bart was simply simpler. Uh, in the fact that uh, the Simpsons had also just come out, so oh yeah, it was an easy transition to get to Bart. But uh, yeah, that's not really my name. Well, yeah, I, can, I can relate for sure. I did a similar, a similar. Well, not quite similar, but I was I went by Andy for a long time, and just decided one day I want to use my full name, my you know my actual name instead of a diminutive of it, and I don't regret it. But there's still people in my past that call me Andy, and it it probably sounds weirder to you guys than it does to me. But it's like I've sort of had different names in different periods of my life and andy was one of them ag is another one uh so they sort of signify different aspects of my history i just stick with ag i don't ever call you andrew i don't think i've ever called you andrew that's the again it's very awkward uh andy is terrible uh i don't i don't know any good andys uh that i can think of anyway toy story uh, huh toy story yeah. Yeah. he's yeah. just tom hanks to me though i i, 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 yeah. I oh no that's right no no he's the kid he's yeah. the kid that's right. right yeah yeah andy's okay dude. but uh in in real life i have not met an andy that i care that's memorable uh or care for uh, wouldn't care for so and I, I i like the idea of ag that just fits it fits you I don't see Andrew. I don't see any CA. I see AG now. I, and I've never actually ever called uh, Bartek Bart. I've always seen Bartek, and that's what I think of when I see him. Uh, so yeah, I, I think going going back to the original is a good idea. Mine, I never really had to do anything with. Uh, people will they they think it's a nickname or I think it's short for something, and so I I, I, I get that question a lot. And it's like no, it's it's just Mac M A C. Uh, and so I never really had to do much of that. And with my initials, they don't flow. It's MM. So I heard MM a couple of times. Uh, some would say Daddy Mac or Mac or Mac, Mac Daddy, Macaroni, Macaroni and Cheese, Big Mac. It's really easy to, to find to find all sorts of nicknames for me. And then, of course, Amato just goes by John for some reason. Well, John is my nickname. Um, yeah. or a shortened version of my nick nickname and i'm known by my family as john so but the, my professional so where did the nickname come from what's what's, what's the origin story of john <laughs> we've gone through this before i don't but, remember it <laughs> but for those listeners who may not for the for edgar who may not rem remember this um <laughs> in the philippines uh, i'm a junior and in the philippines 
Mm. You know, the juniors are, the nickname is either Junior, June, June, or John, John. And I was John, John. Or Snow. Um, for, a, you know, for a, for a short while, well, for a long while. And then I shortened it to John when I, you know, when I turned 32, because I said, you know what? It, that's it's enough it's i don't i don't want to sound like i don't want to have a childish name anymore but uh but you know but names are definitely important so i, I appreciate you uh you ch you're changing your name back or you're going by your your original name because that's important i actually worked with somebody for nine years at nike uh, at nike whose name is steven or looks like steven s-t-e-p-h-e-n and then towards his retirement he finally said oh by the way my name is actually pronounced stefan so it's like, so he was just, he didn't want, he was tired of correcting people. So he just, well, okay, if you want to call me Steven, call me Steven. But he, <laughs> so I thought that was kind of sad, you know? It is sad. <laughs> sad for him. Uh-oh. Got another oh. guest. Looks like. Now uh, it's a party. It's a full house now. It's a full okay. house. We got Miss Kim. Ms. I guess Kim, I should welcome. close my door. So hi and goodbye. Okay. <laughs> no, but I think as far as uh, bar tech, I mean, anytime you have the chance to have tech in your name, you take it. You run. You know, a lot of a lot of people are starting to call me tech. Yeah. What? Yeah, in the last uh, last like what say probably two years. There's a bartender in downtown district. His name is uh, Anthony, and uh, he goes by Ant. Like you know, the creature, and uh, yeah, he started calling me tech, and I just stuck. And now everybody calls me tech down there. It's not so bad. Yeah, I don't mind sanction. You should just call him Honey. Right. <laughs> What's up, Honey? <laughs> Ag, I, I don't, I don't get it. What, do, what do you, what did you mean by as long as you have tech? Are you just making a joke? That that just, well, that just goes yes. in my head. Yes, but also, I mean, in this day and age, I mean, if you can have you know, any anybody uh, associating tech with you, it's a good thing. It's good for the resume. It's good for just life. So, but mostly a joke. <laughs> well, for for Kim, it it took me about a year to stop calling her Kim Kim V uh, <laughs> after she got married. So it was always Kim V. Is like I just can't I can't do it. But uh, now KVA, that I like. The background to the Kim V story, too. I mean, obviously, that was a Yelp convention from approximately five billion years ago now. <laughs> but like when I was in elementary school, there were Kims everywhere. You know, it was the 80s. It was like that era's equivalent of Madison or Paisley or what have you. So there was a Kim B that was super confusing because of the rhyme. There was, I think a Kim W at some point there was a Kim P and I could never distinguish being the most athletic Kim or not the most popular. Luckily we had our last names and I was the only Kim V and that stuck all throughout my illustrious free writing career. <laughs> well, I want to, as far as nicknames go, in my mind, I still think of you as Kimmy. And Which, that, yeah, that, that was also a childhood one that I didn't love, but started to be a little bit kinder towards as I got older, probably, you know, age. Yeah. But uh, but I'm with I'm with Mac on on this one. I, I think you 
always will be Kim V or, uh, you know, in, in my, my mind. And partly because I, I, you know, I do like saying your name because it's Friday in, uh, yeah. in Spanish, right? So for those of you who are bilingual, Viernes. What'd you say, Mac? Viernes? It's Friday? Si. I did not yeah. know that. You learn something every day. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what people come here, come and listen to us for. Because they, oh, they, yeah. We're, we're an educational podcast. We we always get back to the community by providing them with information that they didn't think they needed, but you know, but they have now. So, but I would say one thing on uh, oh sorry, see this is the Zoom thing again. Uh, on uh, nicknames, I don't think it's a good idea for you to give your own nickname to your. You, you need to be given the nickname because of respect. So like Bartek got Tech because obviously he's got a good relationship and it's stuck down there. People like him. But if he just started, hey, no, just 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 call me Tech. <laughs> I don't think that that goes over as well. I think if you're going to get a nickname, uh, you're kind of going to earn it. So the only time I've seen it work is with Kobe Bryant. He started calling himself the uh, the Black Mamba, and it stuck, and it, it it made a lot of sense. But I don't think most people could just give themselves. I mean, I, I could be wrong. It's just totally independent. But I think that you should be given a nickname. Yeah, I think okay. you're absolutely right. There was a time where uh, AG here wanted everyone to call him Daddy, and that just it didn't stick at all. <laughs> you know, you try. You, you try. If I don't put it out there, nobody's going to do it. So you need to plant the seed, and maybe it's still going to happen. We just don't. It hasn't, hasn't germinated yet. Um, I mean, that's some long-term yeah. daddy goals, but I'm, I hope it works out in, in your favor. Thank you. You're like, it already is. I have a special <laughs> guest star who wanted to say hi real quick. Oh, <laughs> all right. Quick, you got to move into to where the green light is. Bring it on. Hey, oh, how's it going? <laughs> hey, squeaks. Hola. Speaking of nicknames. Hola. Hola. Hey, hola. 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 Adios. <laughs> Adios. <laughs> Concise, short and sweet. The bilingual a... podcast you didn't know you you hosted. <laughs> You've taught her well, Kim. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Bartek, Kim, thank you for joining uh, us today because this is a, a special episode for us. Actually, this is our 200th episode. Yeah, thanks and for having us. Can you believe that? 200th episode. And <laughs> I think Kim, you are probably our maybe our second or first guest. I think because uh, I think we crashed, or one of our first one of our first few guests because uh, we crashed your. Uh, you had a you had a I think a party because you and Jordan had just bought a house, right? And um, house winning, yeah. and uh, we brought our uh, recording equipment, whatever. I mean, it was just really an iPad with a microphone, and uh, <laughs> you know. Stole you away from your guests in order to to record an episode of the innocuous, Bast innocuous bastards, uh, in in uh, the the style that we normally do, which is when, while we're drinking. So, so that thank is. you. <laughs> I hope hope it brings back good memories for you. I I was talking to somebody else at that party a bit ago. I was, and she mentioned another memory from later that night, and I was like, oh. I wish I remembered that. That sounds so delightful. <laughs> but if the podcast recording happened earlier, 
in the festivities and you're right nothing but beautiful times <laughs> and bartek was also one of our first uh, uh guests on the show when we decided to uh to to have guests because we wanted to have other voices be heard and uh certainly it was a uh, we definitely consumed a lot of alcohol during that time too bartek if you recall we certainly did yes <laughs> and you took us down your memory lane uh, we did yeah of your you know your your life history as it were at uh, to that time we did talk about travel quite a bit yep and uh so you've you've joined us back joined us again here and you've been living here in portland for quite a while and certainly saw all the changes what's your what's your take on portland right now because i mean we we've the bastards have talked about it uh, ad nauseum. What's your take on Portland? I'd like to hear it. So, I mean, this stuff's actually coming full circle. What's, what's an opportune time? Uh, I actually just got back to Portland. I've been gone for uh, about four months. I, uh, I took a 12,000-mile road trip across the United States. Wow. Nice. Yeah, I left, uh, what was it, Saturday after Thanksgiving, I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. And I uh, just started driving, just me and the dog. And I uh, didn't really have any plans or destination in mind. Just uh, went for it. And, uh, yeah, well, I've been gone 12,000 miles. It was, uh, it was a good time. Um, yeah. I, left, uh, I left right after Thanksgiving just because it was uh, – I didn't, uh, didn't want to stick around in Portland for another cold, dark, wet winter, you know, when uh, nothing was open. And uh, Kate Brown just said, two more weeks. And I was like, you know, I fell for that shit before. <laughs> and uh, I'm not doing that again. Because last year was pretty miserable, and I'm not doing this again. So, I uh, I just took off, yeah, and I went uh, pretty much through. I don't know. I want to say 22 states. Uh, I went all the way to the East Coast, and then came back again. So, yeah, it was pretty fun. I uh, kept it uh, kept it pretty on the down low. I just didn't want to get any grief for uh, traveling during COVID. I also uh, didn't mention the work that I left. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely no one knew I was gone. Wow. How'd that work yeah. out for you? <laughs> what kind of so, what kind of route did you take? Well, uh, I, I kind of wanted to chase the sun, right? So uh, I immediately started south, of course. And uh, mm-hmm. I, uh, I intended to hit Sacramento on my first night. You know, I've kind of been Ooh. through all of Oregon and all of that. So I just wanted to get out of Oregon. And, uh, but as soon as I crossed the border into California, I saw a pretty sign that said Shasta. And uh, I saw a pretty sign that said Lake Tahoe, Reno. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go that way instead. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I just started uh, heading east instead. And once I crossed into California and went up over Mount Shasta, which was beautiful. Uh, everything was closed, of course, but it was still an uh, excellent drive. And then ended up in uh, Lake Tahoe. Reno was sort of my first uh, uh, touristy spot. And, uh, of course, that was uh, gorgeous. I haven't actually been there before, so really surprised at how big Reno is. I, I have no idea. Uh, it's like it really is sort of a mini Vegas. Um, and then uh, I, I was in Lake Tahoe, so it was November, so it was still pretty frozen, but it was still gorgeous, you know? So, I mean, all in all, like, I don't, I don't want to recap the whole trip, but, I mean, yeah, it was, uh, was 12,000 miles of, of uh, seeing America, stopping to see, you know, like the big ball of twine and, the largest <laughs> omelet, that kind of stuff. It was, uh, it was, it was good. It was good. The, uh, the dog was, uh, was pretty thrilled the first two days out of four months. 
Mm-hmm. She's like, yes, car ride, you know, because you know, car rides involve going to the park and back. But, uh, you know, after like the second full day in the car, she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and she was she was pretty disappointed. I got a very, very tricky. Totally, totally tricked her. And she was over it by day two. She's like, I don't, I don't understand what's happening here, but I'm not having a good time anymore. And uh, yeah, we did that for four more months. So. She was uh she was a pretty good uh good uh truck dog for a while. And yeah, that's another another tangent to the story is that I, I took mm-hmm. my uh my ninety-nine Toyota Tacoma with two hundred and forty thousand miles on it. Uh so uh rolled the dice on that one. But uh, 99? Yeah. Tacoma? Forty thousand? Two hundred and forty thousand. Oh, this I say forty thousand. I was like, what is it? Some grandma bought a Tacoma and like barely drove it anywhere. Okay, <laughs> no, got it. Yeah. No, I took uh took my twenty year old truck and uh and hit the star, hit the road, man. And uh, I didn't even have AAA or anything. So it was a adventure on a lot of different fronts. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, welcome back to Portland. I, I can Thanks, I, I can always tell you that I'm 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 quite jealous. It's one of the uh, touring the U.S. touring the U.S. by car is one of the one of the things on my bucket bucket list for sure. Yeah, I'd like to do it again, and this time take more of a northern route so I can see what I haven't seen already. And while you were taking us through a uh, virtual tour, there uh, we got a couple more guests join us for our 200th episode. We've got Sarah. Welcome. Hey. Sorry, I'm late. I thought it was at 10:30. No worries. No worries. Well, well you're still early. And, uh, yes, and then I saw the calendar, and I was like, "Crap!" <laughs> it happens. It happens to Mac all the time for you know the recording of his own freaking show. And we also <laughs> have uh, we also have Claire joining us as well. Hello. Hi, I can't stay, but I wanted to pop in. Well, welcome. This is yeah. Loki. Stopping by. Loki. Loki is oh my, my new God. favorite family member. <gasps> we're we're not getting a dog like that. We want Why? you to stay. He's so cuddly. He's like a teddy bear. <laughs> I'm going to take him back with me. He can fit under the plane seat. But those are the type of dogs that I usually uh, think about. They start growling and they get all hyped up and then start nipping at your ankles. And no, I feel like you get a dog like that, they'd be very nice to you. He's and it sweet. would bite me. And then that dog would go off the balcony. Just kidding. No. Peter, please, Peter. Sorry, Peter. <laughs> sorry not sorry right yeah all right i'm gonna i'm gonna pop off but i just wanted to say hi Happy hello 200th. All right. see you. he's in texas by the way yeah i'm in houston oh, we're all hanging out it's nice and hot safe travels thank you bye thank you honey I stopped in Houston. Houston was uh, <clears throat> much larger than I ever thought it was. I mean, I knew it was a big oh, city, of course, but it's in Houston, Houston. Yeah, it takes forever to get to one site. So where she is staying, Claire thing is with her brother, and her dad lives on the other side of town. And uh, I can't remember the name of the two places where they live, but it takes about an hour to get across, or more to get across the, to the other side of the city. Yeah, it's, it's yeah crazy. I believe it. I stayed in the uh, the Ninth Ward, a little uh, mostly Latino ghetto. It was pretty fun. Had a really good time down there. Yeah, you fit in quite well. Yeah, there. absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I, I speak enough Spanish to uh, be dangerous, you know, which probably wasn't 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 the best laid plan, but it worked out. 
<clears throat> there was a, you know, I can't tell if it was either gunshots or fireworks every night, but either way, they were celebratory in nature. <laughs> well, well, Sarah, Sarah was also one of our guests in a very uh, previous episode. Gosh, probably probably about a couple of years ago now. So it's uh, it's nice to have you back on the show, Sarah. How have you been? Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, I've been really good. Uh, major change in my life. I had a baby, and he's 15 months old now. So it's <laughs> it's it's a huge uh, happy change in our life. So he's excellent. I love him. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> well, like, that kid, that kid is so adorable, and and actually, so is Sleep. So you guys have the two most cute children on the planet as far as i'm concerned oh thanks <laughs> I did my body was expected to do <laughs> yeah thanks 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 andy for mentioning my uh kid too that's real, 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 real nice we're talking, we're talking. <laughs> I was wondering when you're gonna say something back <laughs> yeah i know I, I had to because he sort of left it out there for me <laughs> i did well, I'm glad you didn't defend yourself on that one, Ag. Just say, no, say what's on your mind. Listen, I don't, I don't need to suck up to Mac. Okay, that's the deal. So. I actually agree, absolutely. Yeah, our guests are more important than any one of us uh, individually or combined. So, very, very thankful that uh, we've we've have Kim, Sarah, and Bartek join us today for our recording. We've got a couple of uh, segments we're going to go through, um, and we we hope to have you join us in the fun the first thing uh, uh is that ag will will go will take us through an idiomatic expressions game and would love to take uh he'll explain he'll explain what it is uh in a few and um would love to have you participate and give us your take on these idiomatic expressions then we'll take a little bio break and then when we come back we'll talk we'll talk about the celebrity death match that uh that we'd love to get your opinions on as well and then, um, and then, at, and then we'll end things with uh, some recommendations of, you know, podcasts or, or shows that you've been binging or new food fad products. We'd love to get your takes on that as well. Sound good? Right on. Yeah. No, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, without further. I just want to interrupt and say when Jackson gets his own episode or his own podcast, there's going to be help to AG. Oh my God. I swear if, if we really wanted to, to, uh, I want to say, well, I guess I will say it to hemp them out to all the corporate sponsors, people make them a ton of money and I will just like retire and just be one of those dads. You know, I'm going to end up like Ricky Spears. Or something. Yeah. Oh, hello. Hey, there's a baby. Hey. Oh yeah. <laughs> There might be some interruptions during that. Hey, Look at that. I called him Jackson. My brain's not working. What would you say? I called him Jackson. Oh. <laughs> that is no, not. I haven't had him in here because he is out there, but if I have him in here, he'll never leave. <laughs> I promise you that. It's like it's like having children. Yep. yep. Not camera shy. That's good. Yes. All right, AG, take it away. Well, so what we want to do is I'm just going to put out an expression that probably most of us have heard one way or the other. 
And I just want to get your take on what the sort of original meaning of the phrase is. And, you know, there are wrong answers. So, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, just like if you, and uh, what we've done in the past though is uh, Mac, I think it makes an attempt to uh, figure out what time period it's from. And I don't necessarily have that information. So this is more of just like, what's the original meaning of this mm -hmm. phrase? So the first one I want to start, start out with is the term basket case. Where do you think that phrase mm -hmm. comes from? We'll start with uh, we'll start with Mac. Yeah, you know, I think I know what it means pretty well, but I would say that the origination would be they found a body in a laundry room, and no, that's terrible. I I don't know. That's a tough one. I mean, I because okay, so what it means is somebody who is mentally. Uh, uh, unstable, someone who is uh, stressed out. It could be used for that kind of thing too. Uh, I don't know the basket case. There's a case, but may maybe it's from World War II. Maybe they they dropped. It was, it was it was a spy thing. They dropped a case off in a basket. The spy was clearly very nervous about the entire thing. Uh, eventually went nuts, killed and maybe killed himself. I don't know. It's, it's it, that's that's a tough one. And yet we use it a lot, or I, I use it a lot. I use it a lot to describe you. What do you, what do you think, uh, yeah. what do you think it is, Kim? My mind went first to like Marie Antoinette and Louis' heads falling into a ah. Interesting, very interesting. I am not sure where, yeah, the mental health component, I'm not sure when that, when how that relates it's a good one i'm not sure so let's just cut to the chase here uh basket case in this sense i think and this is where we're sort of getting it wrong is that we take it to be a mental health illness issue really what the intent is is that it's the the meaning is that you're unable to function okay and so we've sort of ascribed this mental aspect to this but more it's just something of dysfunctionality and where the term comes from, and Mac, you are preternaturally good at putting things in time frames for some reason. This is World War I, but you were close. But the, it has to do with soldiers who had lost all four of their limbs and needed oh. to be transported <laughs> in a basket. Oh, Holy my crap. God. So, uh, that's pretty dark, I got to say. Yeah. Sarah's, Sarah's jaw dropped. Yeah, it's I, merely I, I, a flesh wound. I literally, I was thinking that it was just to cover, you know, someone's head, you know, someone that, you know, going a little mentally unstable. And then it's like, let's just cover their heads, let them cool down. Let's put a basket on their head. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wasn't there a Metallica <laughs> video that had something like that? Like, oh, the, there's a song by Metallica that has to do with the guy who lost all of his limbs in World War One. Wasn't Lamb that one? Have stick in yeah, my legs, stick in my legs, stick in my legs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a badass song, but very, also very, very dark. So, in a way, this kind of ties along with another one, and that uh, that expression is going to hell in a handbasket. Uh. Now, 
I'm just going to give you this one. This one has to do with when something's in a handbasket, it means it's easy to carry around. Like you don't really have a choice. You're just going to go wherever you're taken. So that's hell in a handbasket means you're just, you're on your way and there's nothing you can do about it. So, um, so let's, another, let's move on. Uh, next one is face the music. Face the music. Bartek was singing a little Metallica. Let's start with him. <laughs> oh man, when you see face the music, one thing that makes me think of is uh, going to see a concert again when I could literally face the music because you know <laughs> we haven't done that in a minute, um, which isn't exactly true. I actually did end up doing that a few times in Texas just because I could, and there was uh, a lot of uh, live music available there. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so that was uh, that was me facing the music just a couple months ago. That was uh, that was that was nice. Tell you what. Man, I didn't care what was playing. It didn't matter at all. It was just uh, being able to be in a bar with uh, music playing. I, I didn't care what was going on. It was it was fantastic. Um, I love it. Yeah, but uh, face the music, um, man. Uh, I mean, it's it's got to be something along the lines of. Uh, coming to terms with something right i mean it's not uh yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna say something coming to terms you know like uh yeah uh like facing your anxiety or, or facing challenge you gotta face the music so i'm going with that well that is definitely the intent of the expression and it is to accept the consequences of your actions the meaning comes from the it's a 19th mid 19th century british military term when you're about to face a firing squad, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Well, you, you didn't. So you're <laughs> you just cut to the chase, man. I know. For space to other guests, Bartek was talking about Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Where everything's bigger. They should just call it Bar Texas. Oh, yeah. very clever. Yeah, very thank nice. you. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, next, moving on. Under okay. the weather. Wait, hang on, hang on. But where did the music? Where did the music come in? So, he said it's a band. They're playing music before you get shot for some reason. Oh my gosh! Never, yeah, never they used to have like a drummer and yes. possibly a horn player at firing squads, right? Do they yeah, take requests? Yeah. <laughs> Metallica, please. There you go. Bird, it's my last. <laughs> I'd pick something, uh, you know, kind of long, maybe some Iron Maiden. Yeah. <laughs> pick that nine minute song. There's actually, yeah, There's okay. actually an 11 minute song called uh, Alice's Restaurant by, uh, what is it called? So that one, that one will be what I will pick. The Guthrie. Yeah. Alice's Restaurant Massacre by Arlo Guthrie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, geez. Nice. <laughs> Andy would probably Andy would probably pick detachable penis. That's a classic. <laughs> oh my god. I've heard All that right. in forever. So you're welcome. Uh, under the weather. Let's hear some about under the weather. Hmm. Well, obviously that's when you're sick, right? You're feeling ill. Yes, but feeling unfit or down. Unfit or what? Or down. That's the original. No, that sounds like a guy is homeless to me. Okay, so when a sailor is sick, he was sent below deck to 
help his recovery. So he was then under the weather, basically away from the weather. So that's the uh, that's under the weather. Uh, moving on, touch and go. So I'm, I'm going to guess that's also mid 19th century sailing term. Yes, it does. I don't have the dates. Some I don't really have that information. So, um, but now the the expression "touch and go" meaning a narrow escape or shaky endeavor. No, Sarah, what's your take on that? I mean, I see that uh, touch and go as tag. <laughs> as what? <laughs> Plain tag, you know? Oh, tag, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, touch and go. I, I think that's more of a modern term. I would put that in the 20th century. I would say, does that have something to do with the bomb, like the the atomic bomb, the nuclear bomb. <laughs> it's, a, it's a song. I mean, we're good at dating things. It's a song by the Cars, so it's squarely in the twentieth century in that regard. But I don't know what what the source might be. I'm like Rico Kasich made it up. Ag clearly. <laughs> uh, well. What's that the name of that song? Oh, I thought that was uh, Let's Go. Anyway, uh, so Couple. Touch, and go. Touch and Go has to do, it comes from the time when horse drawn carriages were, you know, and they have the open spoke wheels. So when they would accidentally bump and not cause any damage and were able to continue on, that was called a touch and go. Wow. Uh, so it's a modern day hit and run. Exactly, but, but basically saying this is not—it's not something that happened that we need to stop for or call the police. It's just it happened. It's kind of—it's kind of dangerous, but there was no harm done. Whereas I think touch and go for a lot of us now means like somebody's about to die, like it's touch and go with them. That's not really what that means, but um, I think we kind of use that a fair amount, don't don't you think? I use it when with the phrase under the weather for myself, and it's typically after a night in the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> and perhaps I'm exaggerating, but that's what happens these days. Yeah. That's a little touch and go. So well, I think I'll definitely use it the next time I get into hit and run, which is like every other day. So touch, next time so, I will. Sorry, man. Don't you can't call your insurance. That's a touch and go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our next one is kick the bucket, meaning to die. Oh, that's a, that's a hanging expression. Oh, because they sit, he's standing on the bucket. And you, you're getting, you're warm in there. Oh, Kim is right. She, well, she's close, I think. Mm. What do you mean by hanging? Um, I mean, again, because of our times, I'm assuming it is a lynching reference. Not that kind of hanging. More, more uh, formalized hanging. I'm not sure. <laughs> Actually, less probably less formalized. What it means is, uh, it says in early England, 
the wooden frame they used to hang animals by their feet after they were um, or before they were slaughtered. And that frame was called a bucket. Mm. What would happen is when the animal was actually slaughtered, it would flail around and it would end up kicking the frame. So that's what kicking the bucket means as far as it's so you're flailing around and your limbs are hitting it up against the frame that's hanging you. So not quite the bucket we're thinking about, but still, nevertheless, still pretty dark. That was more morbid than I expected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But less so, less so than basket case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I think now. Okay. So and if you haven't if you haven't already figured out, these expressions all have kind of a common theme. Uh, and this next one is as dead as a doornail. I've used that many, many times. As dead as a doornail? It is a doornail. I don't think I've ever used that and I've never thought about the expression because what on earth is a doornail? Mm -hmm. So this, in the 14th century, uh, large nails were used for decoration on doors and they were hammered in and then bent. So that you, I guess you couldn't take them out. So they became unusable. Like you can't, you can't use those nails anymore. So when you use a doornail, you're done, you're using it once and you're never going to reuse it. So it's useless as a doornail that is bent. Right. I don't know if you can get it out is the thing. You know, a bent nail is going to be difficult to even remove, much less reuse. Okay. So... Next one is but, by but, the no. Hang on though. But how yeah. is it used? How is it used? That phrase is that when somebody's when somebody's dead and say, "Oh, they're dead as a doornail." It's not necessarily a person that's dead. It may be an idea or uh, your some power object. goes out. Right. So uh, it really means devoid of life or unusable. When something's dead as a doornail, like you'll say that I don't know, uh, culottes are dead as a doornail, but. Something like I definitely, that. AG. I definitely <laughs> did not learn this in ESL classes. So, no. okay. So we went. We're moving to by the farm, meaning to die. By the farm. Die. Farm. What? Bought the farm or by the farm? Oh, you say somebody died. They bought the farm. Is it uh, insurance related? It's I mean, kind of, a little bit. Yeah, so they, in, they inherited the farm post-mortem. Well, you, you don't inherit something you buy. Well, you're buying all the debt along with that, too, right? Maybe, I don't know. It, so this is from World War II. If a soldier was yeah. killed, if they were killed in combat, the, f the family was given a death benefit, which was enough to pay off their farm. Ah. Mm -hmm. so, wow. Yeah. I mean, that's that close. Cool. I mean, thanks, government. But uh, I guess that debt could really range. So, like, if you were a soldier, if you're a soldier's family, you'd want to rack up that debt while they're in the combat field. And then, boom. Oh, boom. yeah. Sorted, figured out. I hope so. they passed. <laughs> <laughs> a lot, a lot of them did. So I guess if you're the spouse there, you're, you're going to be, uh, and it, 
most of them were female back in those days. So I'd say you get in, in those days, you want to get the furs, uh, the diamonds, uh, fancy gloves, <clears throat> a car, and then need a sugar daddy. So you got okay. all that. Well, no, I guess the guy's a sugar daddy now, isn't he? All right. Maybe you don't need sugar daddy if you're going to be buying the farm. Good. Well, good I stuff. Think, I think uh, there probably were a few wives that were not happy to see their husbands return from combat. So, <laughs> but hopefully not too many. Like, what am I going to do with five crystal chandeliers now? <laughs> okay, we got yeah, two left. Steve, yeah. We're down to the last two. Uh, graveyard shift, meaning a work, uh, excuse me, a midnight till 8 a.m. work shift. I know that, that one, called? so skip me. Do you really? Yeah. yeah I'm well, ready. I hear it. I hear the that one. Well, don't you guys want to guess? No, no. <laughs> I want to know the answer. <laughs> it's like, no, this game is stupid. Just give us the answer. <laughs> All right. Fun. Okay. I'm pretty sure I know this one. Is it not when, uh, it's like, I want to say like medieval times, people were worried that death wasn't like death exactly. So when they buried someone, they would put a little string down into their coffin and the string would be attached to a bell at the top. Wow. And then somebody would sit there for the graveyard shift to make sure the bells were ringing to make sure people weren't really alive down there. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, that's a weird one. Oh, but I don't remember. The only difference is that uh, people were then, back then, were sometimes buried when they were in the coma stage rather than waiting for actual death. But everything else Bart said is on the monies. It's uh, you know, you're waiting for this person to actually be dead. And so somebody would sit in the graveyard to ver to make sure that they don't come back. That's for how long? Well, the graveyard um, shifts. Just the <laughs> just the graveyard shift and then like okay, you know, well, probably like no bells, 10 p.m. No. to six a.m. <laughs> well, they're gonna they would run out of oxygen if they were still alive, right? Right. So it probably doesn't need to be too long, but I guess that's the thinking is that they only can have so much oxygen down there anyway, so we don't need to extend it past 8 a.m. <laughs> well, I yeah, certainly hope that they get differential pain. Um, yeah. <laughs> like that. Is that an HR term? Because I've never heard differential pay. You mean overtime or what? Well, no. Uh, if you work a graveyard shift, so you, they all may get paid the same for the swing shift, regular shift, but graveyard shift, not so desirable. So you usually pay a little bit more for somebody to do that kind of shift. Uh, regardless of uh, overtime, it's just a little bit of an uh, incentive pay. Yeah, and if it's a weekend, they even get more. <laughs> mm -hmm. That is correct. So it's almost it's kind of a union thing too, more so than regular yeah. jobs. Like nobody really gets those those type of benefits uh, except for union folks. But occasionally you'll see a differential pay. And now everybody knows a little bit about uh, <laughs> my world. Again, we right keep on. giving. We keep on giving. Okay. All right, we're down to our last one, and it is uh, skeletons in the closet, meaning hidden secrets <laughs> about one's past. Oh. I would uh, say this probably quite literal. I mean, they're all they're they all start off pretty literal, but it wouldn't surprise me that everybody at some point was just like, I, "Here's my house. There's a body. Weird." <laughs> It definitely sounds like something from a Hitchcock movie. Well, it, it, it comes like from he made up. 
it it comes from a fairy tale in fact and i'm not i don't know which one but uh where do these telling kids these kind of stories i have a guess as to which one <clears throat> okay um it's probably i want to say it's the bluebeard fairy tale and the fairy tale part is kind of a loose term because you probably do not want to tell your little one the story about the the person who has a whole closet full of the bones of his former spouses in your house that you know bingo yep so the fairy tale a man gives his wife all the keys to the house and went on a trip he wanted her not to open one of the closets and she did it anyway and she found the dead bodies of all the previous wives. So excellent, excellent. I mean, he there. freaking warned her, man. He, he, he warned her not to go in there. Here's the thing about that, though. The way that you frame that is she should have listened to her husband. The more 21st century take is you're going to give me all the keys to my house except <laughs> for one. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I think that's why skeletons, uh, uh, the whole closet solution kind of went out of fashion. Finally, they uh, they had to look for the rose bed. Yeah, we just well, put the fire pit like any decent Pacific Northwesterner would do. <laughs> also, I mean, well, let's not it. forget that most fairy tales really used to be very, very dark. The American, I mean, the Americanized versions are are much calmer and uh, you know much more of the things you put your kids to bed with. But in the well, old even days, ring around the rosy, right? Yeah, I was with the plague. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, all of those fairy tales and all those things used to be uh, much, much darker. I mean, they're meant to keep people online and scare the living shit out of children to be good, right? Well. Those the, were the days. Uh, I mean, it, it works. It worked for me. I mean, as a kid, I mean, the worst thing that you could tell me was that I was going to get sold to the gypsies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was that was the scariest thing you could possibly say to a child in Poland. I mean, and we had gypsies, and we had Cause, romantic cause gypsies. It actually happens. Yeah, it actually does happen. Well, I mean, I don't know. I can prove that, but it sure felt like it could. And uh, when we actually did have romantic gypsies that would travel through Poland, and it's like. <laughs> That was terrifying. Absolutely fucking terrifying. So, yeah, that was a good old fairy tale there. <laughs> good old days. Well, I think these idiomatic expressions are definitely go, go going away, uh, going to fade into uh, fade into non-existence, I think, just because nobody has time to, first of all, try to figure out what they what they mean. <laughs> right. And also when you're when you're texting you're not gonna you're not gonna go well you're gonna go to hell in the handbasket you're just gonna go fuck off right you know when you're when you're texting so uh i apologize there's i forgot there's babies in the background i apologize (laughs) well you know kind of reminds me of some there's a couple my mom used to use the one all the time and she would say uh we'll, we'll we'll be there if if the creek don't rise or something like that she used these southern idioms, so there's all sorts of weird, more and and I don't know. I guess that maybe that's a literal thing too. Is like they used to the creeks flooded and they flooded. You couldn't be where you're gonna be. I don't know what it meant necessarily, but uh, we might want to delve into and in, in a future episode more. Uh, maybe we should do it by region. That might be kind of interesting to to hear some southern or some north northeastern, uh, some Pacific Northwest idioms might be kind of fun too, specific for certain areas. Well, thank you very much for taking us through that, AG. 
Uh, so definitely have to revisit uh, in a future episode. Uh, so the next section is going to be celebrity deathmatch. Um, so for Kim, Sarah, and Bartek, who may not be familiar, uh, the Bastards did do a couple of uh, celebrity deathmatch tournaments. Before you go too far, this is, is this celebrity alive or dead? That's that's where we're going. Or that, that's what I have paired in you. Got it, got it. Is you're just going to whether somebody's alive or not alive. Got it. And this, and for I understand, this will actually help us with the the next reinstallment of the Celebrity Deathmatch. Of the Celebrity Deathmatch 3.0. So, Kim, yep. Sarah, and Bartek, your opinions here will be very, very important because it, it, it will allow us to, to set this. You will set the stage. It will allow us to create our brackets. Stop. <laughs> so, oh, I thought that was a cat. We're continuing. It is, it is a cat. Oh, that's Sorry. what I thought. I thought it was a cat. <laughs> they all alive, as a matter of fact. Uh, continue Kids, the theme cats, and dogs. You don't. Yeah, you don't need nothing else. So. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash innocuousbastards. Find us on Twitter as at innocbastards. Or follow our blog at innocuousbastards.wordpress.com. Email us at innocuous.bastards at gmail.com. If I feel like I might need to buy a break, I want to do a preemptive buy a break. Right? That's I'm just gonna sucks. take you with me, huh? I'm just gonna take you with me. <laughs> I will definitely be there for you if you think mm. at some point you might need to. I'll just go ahead and make it happen. Uh, yeah, it was actually kind just, of funny uh, talking about road trips. We we went a couple or about a week ago. We went to Van, and on the way back, took a few back roads, and uh, I, uh, with my son. And I, I said, "Hey, I'm gonna pull over. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. It's one of the benefits of being a guy, the side of the road in a desolate area." And I said, we're, we're going to pee over here uh, in the dirt. And he, he wouldn't do it. He was too shy to do it uh, until I went and got a, an old Starbucks cup and he peed in the Starbucks cup. But he wouldn't pee on the ground. I mean, I, I, I really got to train him up. <laughs> well, I mean, I got to say, if, it was, if he was going to pee in something, the pissing on the Starbucks corporation seems mm, about <laughs> as appropriate as anything else. There's something to that. There's something to that. Yeah, not that but, uh, I was just surprised. Better I, than some of the other corporations. I, oh, whatever. totally. But I was just tell him, just go ahead and let just let it go. It's just dirt and rock. No one's gonna care. He just wouldn't do it. I was like, "Do you want me to get the cup?" He's like, "Yeah." So I went and got the cup, and sure enough, boom. Did you uh, on, Did man. you try Did you try hitting him? <laughs> <laughs> no, I threatened him with gypsies. It just didn't work out quite as well because we're not Polish. <laughs> Yeah, another another reason people tune in to the Innocuous Bastard Show is for parenting advice. So thank you for that, Bartek, for your only the finest, only the finest. Hey, my daughter is about to turn twenty three, so I'm well ahead of all of you, and she ain't dead yet. <laughs> She's like, yeah, because I sold myself to the gypsies. I, I felt better. <laughs> I gave her a better life. <laughs> I mean, to me, what I know about the gypsies in this day and age, I think I wouldn't mind being sold to the gypsies. I think they have a lot. Of, they seem to have a lot of fun. They throw, they throw a lot of curses around. You know, they got gold, silver, things of that nature. They're always on the move. I'm good with it. 
<laughs> because they are hella poor. Well, maybe, maybe, but they have the power of curses. And I, there's a lot of people that I want to curse. I used to work at a hotel, and there was always there was always a time of year when the gypsies would actually stay at the hotel for some reason, and we would always we would always remove a bunch of extra supplies from the housekeeping carts because the gypsies, when they walk down the hall, they they steal supplies uh, from the housekeeping carts, you know, and they're always just like almost every call to, of every call to front desk. We need a refill of toilet paper. We just gave you four rolls. What? How did you go through your toilet paper? <laughs> what are you? What are you eating? <laughs> anyway, you know who else does that are the furries. So when I used to work at in the hotel business at the Sheridan Airport, we'd have the furries. They'd be oh, nope, I don't want to tell the furry story. No, no, don't tell the furry story right now. I'm not gonna tell the furry story now. <laughs> but that's okay because it wasn't that good anyway. <laughs> Come, yeah, cover your ears. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to say we, uh, Sarah's family and mine, were in Bend the same weekend that you were, or well, I mean, we were in Central Oregon. Oh. Yeah, we were in Sun River last weekend. Oh yeah, lovely. Yeah, they were furry convention. fantastic. Yeah, furry convention. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Marta got it. Yeah, we're still in residence in. No, and yeah, Kim, yeah, I think Kim, you said you were tracking Max posts to make sure that you weren't in the same location. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> oh God, they're in Ben. Drive south right now. <laughs> It was good to see a lot of the stuff open there. Honestly, we had uh, we finally got up to Pilot Pilot Butte. Haven't been up there in a, a long time. It was cool to see the city again from up there and uh, everything else. To see, they seem like they do a good job down there. We went to the you know the arcade in downtown Bend, not the not the crappy one with the bowling alley, but there's another one that's in downtown. I can't remember the name of it. But I went and played it. I did arcade and played stuff I hadn't played in thirty years. It was a lot of fun actually. I think I know. I know one of the arcades you're mentioning. I know I went to a record store next to it at some point. Yeah, Elias, my older son, would be hanging out with you because that's all he does. He doesn't want to go and do anything fun. He's supposed to hang out with record stores. Is Elias <laughs> is Elias drinking age now? Ah, uh, you say yeah. I'll be 24 this year. Oh wow! Well, Fantastic. Well, definitely have to. Uh, Share a pint, uh, you know, <laughs> share a drink with him. <laughs> All right, Mac, take us through your, take us through this next section. Well, actually, AG was the one who was, he, he's the game's master today, but I can say that a quick introduction to this is when we have uh, done this before, it's for seating purposes. Uh, we do have to figure out who was alive and who was dead. Now, uh, there's a bunch of different categories. So we may even want to introduce the categories, just a little bit of fun. Uh, on that, uh, but there is one ce uh, celebrity confirmed that I have killed, and, and I don't regret it uh, at all. I know it's not going to go over well with a lot of the population out there, but I did kill um, Robin Williams. I did predict that he would die, so I'm sorry about that. Not also not sure, sorry. Are you sure you're not a gypsy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a fledgling. I'm just a fledgling. Okay. Just a wannabe. I don't move around enough. That's the that's probably probably what the issue is there. But yeah, I did predict that he would die. He did die. Uh, and again, like I said, I, I'm not sorry. I should be, but I'm not. 
Okay. If that's abundantly clear now. Um, it's good to be right. <laughs> thanks. I guess. AG, take us away. <laughs> what abs. <laughs> mm. Okay. So I don't know. I've got a bunch. I'm just going to go through some of them. And um, you just tell me, like, and I'm going to try, I try to keep these as, as far as names that, or that people would, would know, even some of you younger kin folk. Uh, but do we all know who Shirley Jones is? Mm. The, Shirley the Jones. mom from the Partridge family. Oh, yeah. She's also was starred in Oklahoma when it was a, a new thing. But Shirley Jones, she was the day the mother of David Cassidy, who was Keith Partridge. Is this is this too old, too far back for y'all? I would presume dead. <laughs> I, because yes. I am really just like, I don't know. I'm actually surprised I don't. I just, I just missed that the Partridge. Is I this was, you? Uh, 75, so. Are you yeah, just asking us if we know her, but it's going to be somebody else that you're going to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> He's not, yeah, her star has faded, obviously, since the 70s, but. Come on, really old she, Andy. Right. Mm, Mackie. Uh, <laughs> Shirley Jones is alive. Um, and it, uh, another thing that, about this whole selection process was to get somebody to people who haven't, you haven't seen in a while. And also names that, you know, people would recognize, not just old oldies like me would recognize. Um, so what about um, uh, Bobby Ewing, a.k.a. Patrick Duffy? Do we all Ooh. know Bobby Ewing from Dallas? Oh, Dallas. yeah. yeah. He's still alive. I think he's still alive, too. I'm going to put that note in there. I think so, too. Okay, we have three. I think he's dead. Dead. Okay. Are you guys? You guys should be tallying your scores. Whoa. I think. I'm or not somebody should. I'll, you don't know math. It's not math. Tallying is not math. It's three to one right now. But isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's not. You just you're 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 tabulating. You're not mathematic mathematically. Um, Until the end. Patrick, well, yes. But not the process. I mean, somebody else can do the sum, the summing there. So anyway, I'll do it. You have a point. You know, the so, only reason why I think he, he he could be dead is that I haven't seen his. He used to be in the tabloids all the time. I remember saying to me to go through the store, and I'd see him in the. For some reason, he was always on the National Enquirer, and I haven't seen his his dumb ass in a long time. So, but I'm still going to say that he's alive. Just to make sure, this is the guy that played the dad, like on Step by Step. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's more your generation. Okay. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Was that a TGI Friday? Or... <laughs> yeah, that was that was part of the TGIF lineup for a while. I mean, I know I know who he was. My parents were pretty regular Dallas viewers, and I kind of recognized the actors by sight. Yeah. And I think I probably watched Step by Step partially because I was like, I know who Suzanne Summers is. I know who the dude from Dallas is. Okay. Yeah. yeah Just your it, comments, no. Mac. It's like, oh yeah, we haven't really heard much about him. So, but I'm still gonna say he's alive. Yeah. Stick okay. with my first answer. Agreed. He, he is alive. So, yes. uh, I don't know if we're, are we are, are you keeping track, Motto? Yep. Are you are you adding Motto? <laughs> Yep. Are you doing math? 
Amato. Uh, do we get do we get Bart's answer on that one? Uh, <clears throat> I said dead on both. Um, okay, hope, just because I hope they are. <laughs> See, and that uh, is the, that's the reason why you should be involved with this. This is good stuff. Don't right. don't uh, don't be afraid to kill. So we all, uh, how familiar are we with Johnny Carson and Ed McMahon? Do we yeah. all know them? Yep. So the band leader, Doc Severinsen. Oh, he's probably dead. Oh, that's he's a good question, isn't it? He's got to be dead by now. And he's probably like, well, I don't know. I mean, he seemed like a clean guy. I mean, a guy who was kind of never involved in anything crazy. So his health may not have been too bad. Huh? Here's the thing. It's like everybody that you saw that was had some amount of age to them when you were young is probably a candidate for uh, age-related death. Death. So makes sense. Everybody, like all, and there's some there's some big time um, uh, exceptions to this, but for a lot of, for the most part, a lot of the shows you liked when you were growing up, all those people are gone. But anyway, so well, see, so you said that. I'm gonna say he's alive. I guess that's gonna give us a hint there. Mm-hmm. So, Sarah, you you think he's alive? I'm gonna say he's alive. Mac. Alive. Mark Beck. Hope he's dead. <laughs> I'm going to say alive. Okay. Yeah, so far. Yeah, he's still going. He's alive. Okay. Uh, and what is he, 89 to 95 in that range? Well, I don't have his I don't have his age written down, but he's he's in his 90s, I believe. And I yeah. believe he's also from Oregon. I think what? he's or- Oregonian. Was he from uh, Banks? He actually was born in Arlington. Where? Oh, is that's Eastern Oregon. Is it? Oh. I think so. I think it's out there past the Dalles and all that. Okay, so he was all born the windmills and shit. He was, was born in 27. Yeah, he is uh, 93. Oh, boy. Good for Doc. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> <Yeah>. those. <laughs> Let's find another one here. How about um, Doris Day? No, she's dead. Yeah, yeah Doris Day died a while ago, didn't she? She is dead, uh, but only in 2019. Oh. I thought she died like in the 60s or something like that. Maybe that's another gal that. I think that's it was became a princess or something. I actually spoke to Doris Day once on when I was working tech support for AOL I get a call from I see the name pops up and it's Doris Day from Toluca Lake California yeah. and it absolutely, it absolutely was her uh, so that was a little <laughs> of a strange one so, uh, oh, what, is, so what was her tech problem not not bar tech but something silly probably password reset I can't remember what is this thing that looks like a mouse? Okay. No. <laughs> Who is that? That's that sounds more like Betty Davis to me. Um, okay, <laughs> no, Betty's pretty smart. Are All you right. my son? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why haven't you called me, Jimmy? Jimmy, is that you? 
<laughs> All right. Uh, so how we're going to go to the golf world now. No, no. no. Well, we'll back. Okay. Uh, is the name Gary Player sound familiar to folks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I figured Kim and Sarah would probably not know who that is. So you can take your guess. Uh, I think what? I remember reading that he died. So you're down for a D. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah, I support Mac. <laughs> I support Mac. <laughs> Probably a bad idea. <laughs> Only if it's never. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think we have to guess what Bartek votes. No, for. no. Actually, you know, on this one, you don't hate the player, you hate the game. I'm gonna say he's alive. Uh, okay. Nice. Nice. And he is alive. Yeah. Oh, see, I told you. Oh, last oh. time I do that, Mac. That's uh, <laughs> probably again. Just do the, just do the opposite. Welcome to the club, Sarah. uh okay um how about the first person to run the mile in under four minutes roger bannister he's probably dead i feel like yeah i think he's dead i feel like i read something sarah's sarah's a runner she's a marathoner so um if she if she says he's dead then he definitely gone I'm only a half marathoner, Mac. So, well, it's still, I mean, we're involved in that whole world, so. Can, can anybody would I support Sarah in this endeavor, but not Mac. <laughs> <laughs> You're learning. You support, the, you support the same cause, but not the proponent, a particular proponent of said cause. Mm-hmm. That, that That's fair. Guy. The idea is fine, but the players do not. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm okay. definitely going with dead here. I mean, anybody that uh, exercises is the first to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he gone. He gone. He gone. He gone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 2018. Sir Roger so, Bannister. Wasn't he like the whole thing? Why there was that? Uh, was that movie the? Uh, oh shit. There's a movie about marathon. I probably the first or last one. I think back in the 80s, like the. And they had a song to da, 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 Chariots da. of Fire. Yeah, that one. It's wasn't he the whole reason? Wasn't that back in like the 19 aughts or some shit? What was he like 100? It's 1981. No, that wasn't. First of all, he wasn't a marathoner, Roger Bannister. He just ran the mile. Oh. And Chariots, <laughs> of, Chariots of Fire, I think, was about steeplechase running, wasn't it? Or no? <laughs> I'm way the fuck up, then. I have no idea. But I, I no, thought there was something involved with the mile. The equivalent of a mile in America. <laughs> I can't run a mile, even like right now. It feels so. like a marathon for you. <laughs> oh yeah, just just getting up and going to the bathroom is a goddamn marathon for you. <laughs> My age. And that's why uh, you have the Starbucks cup with you. <laughs> at all times, at all times, an empty Starbucks cup. That's just resourcing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, do we know? Uh, uh Dan Haggerty. Uh, see a musician? No, he was an actor. Sounds familiar, but I think he's uh, dead. <laughs> he is I gotta uh, support a motto on this one. He is he's famous for being Grizzly Adams. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Fucking bear ate him. He's dead. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah? I said dead. Dead? Yeah. Kim? I'm going to say alive. 
Okay. Uh, he died. And actually, I may have given it away when I said he was an actor. So I don't know if you picked up on that or not. But whoopsie. Oh, no, nah, I wasn't listening. So, oh, I didn't even pick that up yet. We could probably just take that one off the table. Well, I mean, he could have been. Although, because he was an actor, could mean that he was, that he was retired. Yeah, True. he stopped, stopped acting because True. he got yeah. eaten out of there. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was an actor. There we go. <laughs> actually, actually, I'm an actor right now. If you turn on your TV, my bar yeah, rescue like, episode is on. Oh, you're really? what? Like literally right now, my bar rescue episode is on TV right now. It's airing. Bar rescue? Yeah. Shouldn't Did you rescue the bar? Rest? Well, if you're not familiar uh, with the show, don't... we don't need to get into it. But yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> well, I'm on TV literally right now. Oh my god. Guys, we have a real celeb. Look at all of us go turn on our TV. <laughs> Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. You'll, you'll just be disappointed in me. You'll you'll wonder because I'm qualified as one of Portland's most influential food bloggers with like uh, 250,000 followers. Right. That's that's how I'm credited on the show. It's you and, and you're like I am. <laughs> it's you, Matt, and Dawn. Right. Do we yeah. add, do we add Bartek to this list? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We gotta add him now. Alive or dead? Uh, emotionally, <laughs> mentally, physically. We've got to really go in the categories. I mean, you are not your video is not on, so anybody could be talking. This is true. Mm. It's, it's, AI. It, it's totally AI. <laughs> All right, that's okay. Wait. So who was who did I just say? Dan Dan Grizzly Man. D D H is dead. I don't think Grizzly Man is the same as Grizzly Adams, but both are apparently quite dead. That's true. That's Again, true. If, if you did get eaten by a bear, I would not be shocked if that was the reason why, but it's probably, I don't even guess what, uh, prostate cancer. Oh, well, you're pretty close. I think it was uh, spinal cancer. Oh, oh shit. That yeah. sounds bad. R.I.P.D.H. But he did, it was he, from a back surgery, apparently. Cancer from a back surgery? Yeah, I know. It's, it's cancer from a back surgery? Yeah, I know. It's, it's odd. Very Didn't uh, speaking of, speaking of fairy tales. Maybe he had back surgery and died during it. Oh, yeah. Maybe. He got a tumor. He got a tumor, and I think the tumor got. It's not a tumor. A tumor. But it was. <laughs> but it was. But it was a tumor. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, circling back to fairy tales, didn't Goldilocks get eaten by the bears? Yeah. In the, in the original version? Oh, I yeah, I think oh, she's yeah, delicious. She got up. Yeah, I'm certain that's in the that's in the Cinemax version. Again, there's lots of things about that Goldilocks, though. It's like definitely don't go into somebody's house and start messing with the shit. All right, yeah. bears Breaking or not, it's a real crime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. Whether you get hit by a bat or you get shot by some over, you know, anxious Texan guy, uh, you know, some southerner. You know, you should expect bad things when you break into the house. And number two, if there are bears there, you're doubly stupid. Come on. Come on, Goldie. Particularly well, if it was winter and they were hungry. I mean, like, what do you expect? Well, but why are, if it's winter, why are they gone? They should be at home asleep, right? That's a good point. If it was they're, out, summer, there, they're out there foraging for porridge. Something different. Well, it is a, a definitely a case of extreme white privilege. 
but just to walk <laughs> in, just to walk in and help yourself. And, you know, she's not even thinking, That's hey, true. this is other people's stuff. I shouldn't be in here. Okay. Uh, next one. How about Ravi Shankar, the uh, sitar playing uh, metaphysical guru for the Beatles? And oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm saying dead due to drugs. He, I was he, just thinking about him last weekend. We were listening to something where Jones was on. Right. That's her dad. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I kind of was. On the Bartek area, on uh, on this, I wish he was dead uh, because that whole thing that he had going on with the Beatles is really annoying. Uh, but I want to say he's probably alive. I don't, yeah, I can't help but think there's some shady shit going on with him. Betty's alive. Bartek, I say he's dead just for being annoying. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's this is that's the Mac dividend. If you piss Mac off. You may meet your untimely demise, as Robin Williams did, unfortunately. A-K-R-W-R-I-P. So, Ravi Shankar passed away in 2012. Yeah, that's sort of a bitch. He was pretty old, though. Yeah. But it's weird that Nora Jones is his daughter. It's a little... I was always surprised by that for some reason. Nora Jones. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Um, how about 70s TV star Sandy Duncan? Sandy Duncan is probably Ooh, still alive. Was it a guy or a gal? Because Sandy could be used in either way now, I guess. Well, if you don't yeah. know Sandy Duncan, then... She's a... I guess. Well, if you don't yeah. know Sandy Duncan, then... She's a lady. Or she was a lady. because She's she a lady. Was. She's a lady whoa, man. Whoa, whoa. She's, a She's famous for playing Peter Pan. She's so dead. Yeah. I'm going to say dead. She was on the Hogan. Wait. The Hogan's? Hulk Hogan? No, just the Hogan. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Who did hasn't you say, been on Hulk Did you say if I mean, she was alive or dead? So do we have no, a, I think she's dead. Hang on. I think she's dead. You think she's dead, Mac? What about you, Kim? She's dead. Yeah, she did. She did. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what I'm so confident about. I'm not sure why. Martek, uh, I just saw her on TV, so I'm going with alive. Oh, oh shit! Well, thanks for going last. That that does spoil it for a little bit. <laughs> so she is alive, and she does not have a glass eye. I was, I was concerned. About that. Yeah, that's the I yeah, there was this the movie I used to watch a bunch where they wanted to name a band or there was like a fictional band called Sandy Duncan's Glass Eye. you got to find out what that is because that sounds really familiar. Like, was that like Kids in the Hall or something? Or what was it that? Was nowhere. The Gregor Rocky movie. Like, we watched that oh. a bunch like, when I was in college. Oh. Also, why would you it. want a glass eye when you just get an eye, an eye patch and look like a pirate all the time? Wouldn't would that be much better? Uh, Sandy Duncan could tell you because she's not dead. <laughs> I give her zero respect. <laughs> well, she had she doesn't have a glass eye, she has a dead eye that still moves. So Let's get a patch. Yeah. No, Just get a patch. <laughs> uh let's wrap this up. I'm gonna go and it's not that like the little wiggly eye that you know 
It's not that one, right? <laughs> like the it's... Harry Potter guy? Mad Eye Moody? It is an actual I... eye. You can kind of tell. Like I saw her in like I a feel... little boat. I, I feel bad when I meet people like that because I'm always trying to uh, to guess people like that because I'm always trying to uh, to guess like how do I align myself in front of them? Uh, do I look at just the one eye? Do I pretend I'm looking at both eyes? Uh, it's a difficult dance because I don't want to be offensive uh, to them. They're very nice people. It's not their fault. They have eyes that go different directions, uh, but it is confusing. Uh, you know, I, I've been tempted to ask which just give, give, give me an eye to focus on and I will happily do that for you going forward. Uh, but it, it's not a good question to ask. So I haven't done it yet. Plus, plus you have to be careful about what you say. Like, you don't, you go and go, Hey, Hey Sandy, you've got an eye for design. I mean, you got eyes for design. So, you know, the eyes have it. The eyes have it. <laughs> AG, wrap uh, us up. What's the last I'm one? Sorry. We're sorry, Sandy Duncan. I never brought your name into this. Uh, <laughs> one more. How about the mom from Happy Days? Marion Ross. Oh, she's dead, I'm sure. Marion Ross. Oh, she's dead, I'm sure. I'm going to say dead. I feel like yeah, I I think she... she died somewhat recently. Hmm. So dead? I think she died inside of a bottle of Jack. I'm just guessing because I don't know who that is, so I'm just saying dead. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sarah. There's not a lot of uh, dead celebrities from, say, your age group that are instantly recognizable that they're dead. So I tried to Paul I tried Walker. To them. Oh, oh, too soon, man. Come on. <laughs> too soon. He's a douche. Uh, Marion Ross is alive. So stop trying to kill her with your thoughts. Uh, She's America's mom now that Florence Henderson is no longer with us. So, oh Just yeah, think oh. think positive things for Marion Ross. I don't know right? if I knew that. I actually forgot that Florence Henderson died. At some point, you at some point the bastards have to devote an episode as to who America's mom really is because I'm like uh, Claire Huxtable is still alive. <laughs> yeah. She's got that think though you know that it's i mean it's i not, i know i know not her fault in any way i mean it's i not, i know i know not her fault in any way it's not she felicia felicia richard mad respect stay alive forever do well then america's okay. aunt is going to be aunt uh Vivian but from, which one uh, original original oh, yeah yeah og for for certain didn't they do well, a didn't they do a reunion special and they both Vivs were there? Mm -hmm. How did they explain that? I don't even know why they bothered, honestly. I mean, it's just, it was just like, from what I heard, it was like one big like therapy session. Why don't they just get like the group of them together and go do it off and grab it somewhere? I I'm guess that's not, uh... go ahead. I'm a fan of cast doing air therapy sessions. I, I'm just <laughs> Fascinating. Yeah, pick that brain. Hmm? Open those wounds. Okay, in case you're interested. And uh, so from when I started tracking, <laughs> so KV, you had three correct, um, correctly guess, correct guesses. 
Um, Mac had four correct guesses. I had four. Sarah had four. Bartek had five. Wow. Wow. You are shitting me. Because he wanted everybody to be dead. (laughs) (laughs) I guess as long as you're going down that road. (laughs) Yeah, so that's well, And and he also added his name to the list of uh, future contestants, so uh, he is going to be in there. He's in the play-in game. Yeah. I'm uh, also on Triple D, you know, Divers, Dines, Drive-Ins. You were on that too? We've actually been watching that lately. Yeah, I'm on that one too. I hardly recognize myself. I look very young with no beard. Do you have an IMDB? I I do not. I'm not that famous. (laughs) I do not. I'm not that famous. (laughs) Well, thank you, uh, AG. And thank you, guests, for for helping us with with this um, game. Because, uh, again, it it allows us to, to... create our brackets for the upcoming celebrity death match, uh, NCIB tournament of 3.0, I guess it's going to be the third one that we'll be doing. So do you want to remind folks of the, of the categories really quick? The categories that we, for the celebrity death match, they'll be in four, four categories. So for the celebrity death match, they'll be in four, four categories. So will they die because of old age? Will they, will they die because of the, you know, their occupation, the dangers that they sub, subject themselves to? Will they die because of drugs and alcohol? Or will they die because of a disease? So those are the uh, categories that um, that we have them in. So like for me, my front runner is always Lindsay Lohan. Uh, we didn't talk about her because, you know, we know that she's still alive. But, uh, but yeah, she's my front runner for, I think I have her in danger as well as drugs and alcohol. Um, so, so wish me luck on, on, on that particular, um, so, so wish me luck on, on, on that particular, particular death. I to do that. <laughs> oh yeah. Lindsay Lohan, two years, two, two tournaments in a row. I've had her, I've had her in there. Uh, she's, she's disappointed me twice. So we'll see what happens here in the, in the third version, but, um, but again, so we'd like to we'd like to end this episode with just some recommendations from our uh, that we'd like to provide of of podcasts maybe that you've been listening to that or that you enjoy uh, Netflix Prime Video Hulu whatever platform shows you you would like to recommend or you've shows shows that you've binged lately or a new food fad or or product new food product or whatever something that you would like our listeners. Well, let's just be fair. Listener, Edgar, is the only one who listens to this show, I think. Hi, Edgar. Always have a uh, call out to Edgar. Um, we'll, uh, put, putting you on the spot, Kim, do you have any recommendations for Edgar? Okay. Um, well, I feel like every, or at least the last couple appearances where I've been on this show, the subject matter has been extremely serious and We've had to go pretty dark because of the serious nature, but to keep it kind of light, um, I'm going to shout out a trend that I should have thought about last year early in the pandemic, but didn't get to it until yesterday. Floor is lava. Um, Amazing. Just mind-blowingly fun. The floor is lava. I mean, the concept is simple. I bet you can guess it. Nice. I'll have to. I'll have to check that out. Uh, yeah, it's like 
super engaged five-year-old squeeps and her parents. And part of it is like the commentary by the host is just so silly that it winds up being profound. So silly that it winds up being profoundly funny, but also the people are jumping from object to object to avoid the lava. Like, how good is that? <laughs> nice. Bartek. Uh, you know, saying floor is lava in public still works, by the way. It works for children and adults. People will still get out of their way to uh, play this game, no matter where you are or what you're doing. Try it at the DMV sometime. It'll be a good show. <laughs> uh, recommendations. I just started watching, uh, last night I started watching a new show called Shadow and Bone on Netflix. Um, first episode's like, yeah, but second and beyond is getting really good. First episode's like, yeah, but second and beyond is getting really pretty good. So I'd say everyone should watch it. I mean, you've all got Netflix, right? Yeah, everybody's got Netflix. Yeah. Hey, thank you for that, Bartek. Mac. Well, this one is a bit, uh, it, it, it's actually, I really have enjoyed watching it. Uh, I mean, as an adult, but it's, it's supposed to be a kid show. It's called uh, Kaipo and uh, the Wonder Beasts or something like that. It is really good stuff. I've shockingly uh, got into it just watching it with my little one, and he likes watching too. And it's, I think it's Korean based, uh, kind of new anime looking stuff, but it's, um, it's about a girl looking stuff, but it's, um, it's about a girl in this kind of post apocalyptic time where uh, animals have mutated and are able to, they have to keep like, human level intelligence if not more so and humans have been kind of like so uh, they have to live underground um and that sounds dark but it gets it gets really good she she becomes a mutant herself and i don't want to give away too much of the story but there's even uh i was shocked at it and i shouldn't be i guess in this day and age but there is a um a gay character in the show so there's a lot of lbgt uh stuff in it not a lot it's a lot of lbgt uh stuff in it not a lot it's not it's not focused on that at all but it was interesting to see that there was a character that just sort of came out in the middle of one of the early episodes like you know I, it was the the, the title character kipo who kind of liked this other guy he's like well this is gonna awkward i know but you know i'm gay and i have never seen that in any show uh a kid show uh before and and i don't know if we'll see it often after but i thought that was kind of cool even though i was kind of i i felt myself feeling ashamed of being shocked of it because like, well, why that's not that shocking, but it was shocking to see it on, on the kids show. But beyond that, the storyline is really, really good. There's lots of cool characters in it. It's a really interesting premise. And the kids are, are really the, the ones sort of driving the whole thing instead of the adults. And uh, anyway, I, I would advise that if you have kids and uh, probably four to, well, four all the way to probably up to 10, you probably wouldn't enjoy the show at a certain, a certain point. Uh, other kid father interviews understood, but anyway, I, I, I highly advise that. And that's on which platform? Uh, I just got it. I found it on Amazon Prime, I think. Amazon Prime, okay. Yeah, EG. Uh, so do you all know who Douglas Adams is? Oh, yeah. So do you all know who Douglas Adams is? Oh, yeah. I don't. Oh, I, yeah. I've never read the books. But I read the Hitchhiker books, but the his series 
Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. I've actually never I've, read the that one either. I haven't either. I watched the show and it completely blew every expectation I had of that out of the water. Yeah, that's uh, good. It's, I like it. It it it's really good. It's it's complex and it's kind of supernatural, but it is in my mind sort of more close to the boys than mm. some other things that I've seen. Just in tone and the kind of stuff that goes on in the show, it just was not what I was expecting. The kind of stuff that goes on in the show, it just was not what I was expecting. And I, I don't know if I'm going to read the books or not, but it wasn't what I was expecting as, out of, say, Douglas Adams. And I think that set my expectation to something other than what I saw. But I was like, wow, this is really entertaining. And it's got Elijah Wood in it and mm-hmm. everybody in it's really good. And I, you know, I haven't finished the second series yet, but it's pretty darn good. I'm very pleasantly surprised by it. And that's on what platform? That is on Prime. Dirk Gently's De- Holistic Detective Agency. That is on Prime. Dirk Gently's De- Holistic Detective Agency. Right on. Right on. We'll get back to Sarah here when she uh, she's, she's done with her motherly duties. But uh, my, my recommendation is actually a podcast. I listen to pod- a lot of podcasts because I take a lot uh, long walks on the beach during sunset. No. But I do. Uh, I listen to podcasts during my walkabouts, and one of the podcasts that I've enjoyed for a long time, and I'm I don't really talk about it that much, and that's a shame. Is the Sporkful? So it's a podcast uh, by hosted by this is the Sporkful. So it's a podcast uh, by hosted by this um, former NPR guy, I think uh, Dan Pashman, but it's called the Sporkful, and it's a a show. It's it's a show about food. But more like it's not about a food, it's not a foodie show, but it's a it's, you know, they talk about like the origins of, of certain cuisines and they just dig. It's very, very much food and food and beverage related, which, you know, and I enjoy food, food and beverage. And but coming from a again, from a non foodie foodie standpoint and actually Dan recently invented a new pasta shape. So he went and so there was like five episodes uh, where, where he kind of goes through this journey. But that pasta shape has been uh, invented called Cascatelli. And I'm, I, of course, I ordered it and I'm, I'm just waiting for uh, for it to come. So you've probably seen some of it. So there have been some uh, press junkets. He's been on a couple of press junkets uh, lately. And uh, but yeah, so the Sporkful, I would highly recommend that podcast. Press junkets and new spaghetti <laughs> shapes. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> Sarah, uh, last but not least, uh, what recommendations do you have? On what? For a podcast or TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> Films that you've enjoyed. That, that you That's the like perfect to, answer. <laughs> our listeners, our listener to uh, to be able to consider. Um, well, podcast I've been listening to is uh, Conan O'Brien Needs a Well, podcast I've been listening to is uh, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Um, mm-hmm. And then that's pretty funny. I, I listened to that. Uh, pretty much uh, every day because my job is um, reading a lot of kind of morbid stuff sometimes. And then um, TV, we recently watched, uh, it's on HBO, I think, is Your Honor. Um, it's with Brian Cranston. And oh. so if you like Breaking Bra- if you like Breaking Bad, it's kind of like uh, another uh, 
role like that of Brian Cranston's. That's really good. And it's only like six episodes, I think, six or seven. Um, so it's kind of binge worthy there. Oh, right on. So just just really quick. So what Sarah was talking about for her uh, actual job, she is a profiler of serial killers. And a lot of people don't know that. Yes. Uh, that's a big part of her job there. So when she's about morbid, man, she really yeah. gets into the mind of a serial serial killer um, a lot. So. Oh, yeah? yeah? Well, what am I and thinking so right now? Interferes, it interferes <laughs> you can't tell me what right it now. interferes. It interferes <laughs> you can't tell me what I'm thinking, Sarah. Come on. You don't know me. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of interferes with my job if I'm listening to Kona O'Brien and I start laughing. And it's kind of not the most ideal timing to be laughing about something when I'm looking at a dead body. So. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Fantastic. <laughs> well, thanks for that recommendation, Sarah. And thank you for joining us. Uh, as a, a special guest in our 200th episode, definitely appreciate it. And we'll definitely uh, have you back again soon. Thanks. It's been fun. Kim, Good seeing you guys. And soon. Thanks. It's been fun. Kim, Good seeing you guys. Kimberly. Thanks for coming. Kimberly, thanks to you as well. I mean, you, you've been a frequent guest. Uh, always love